You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas. Hope everybody's doing great today. Um, Just got home from a big trip and Lauren and I said, let's sit down and record a podcast. Yes, you literally just got home. You've been gone so long. For days and days, I haven't slept, I haven't eaten, I was alone, so much I was alone. If you guys follow LZ on <laughs> social media, and I hope you do, because uh, I do, and that's how I figure out what's going on in the world and what I'm going to walk into. When I see there is a stream of stories, and there's like 20 stories, I know she hasn't slept <laughs> in days, I know she probably hasn't eaten. And she hasn't left the house and it's, I'm walking into a dark situation. I can't own this. I can't justify my behavior. I should be a more functioning adult. And 
You, know, <laughs> you should be more functional. I adult. really should. I don't know. It's weird. On the one hand, I consider myself a strong, independent person. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I'm a feral child. I don't, I can't. When you were <laughs> gone, I don't really eat. I, I'm not joking. I, I think I just drank coffee yesterday and I had a piece of cheese at one point. And I'm not, not trying not to eat. I just don't know how to make food. And and I, when I say that I was gone, <laughs> I was alone for so long. I was alone for one day because my... Two nights. Two nights you ended up alone, thank you, I think. Babe, thank you for saying that. Yeah. It was two you, nights. You were thank strong. Thank you. Thank you for defending me against myself. My mom and sister came into town. Here's the thing. I never mind you going on a trip. I'm always like, go on a trip, no, do I, your I, thing. I, I appreciate that. You're very supportive. Well, we're both like that. But... When you are part of the reason I don't mind is because I'm the type of person like when you go somewhere, I fill my time. I have a friend come into town or my mom or my sister come into town or I make a bunch of plans with friends. But there was this one day when I, I got really caught up in wedding stuff and I am not exaggerating. I don't know if anybody has a day like this. I'm calling it a lost day. I don't know what happened to my brain, to my time management ability, I ended up sitting at our kitchen counter on my laptop working on wedding stuff for 10 hours. My back hurt at the end of it. I I couldn't, my eyes were twitching because I'd been staring at a screen. What I found out, I, so I was on this trip and I had very little touch with the real world. Well, you had no Wi-Fi and cell service. We had no electricity. You were in a very remote area. Where I was, uh, this, this particular camp we had. It was summer camp. We had electricity from three in the afternoon until eight in the morning, and that was it. And then they would turn I, off the generator. I pictured it. You were like, it was like Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park was like switching Pretty the generator much. on. Um, but I found out when I did get, there's one place uh, at this compound where you could get Wi-Fi for a few hours a night. And I saw that you went wedding dress shopping. Yes, I did. And you picked a dress. Yes. And then you were kind of upset with me. Not upset. I was jealous is what I said. I saw you in all these dresses because I haven't seen these pictures. The first time I saw all these pictures of you trying on dresses was with the rest of the world. You were posting them on Instagram and I said, I got a little jealous that you were sharing this with all of us at the same time. I'm so sorry. But I was excited to learn (laughs) on Instagram and this is how I found out. She didn't tell me, oh my gosh, I have the dress. I would have told you. I didn't even know you were on your phone at all. I thought you had no service. I got this message via Instagram. (laughs) I found the dress. And so I text you and I said, oh, congratulations. I I hear you found our wedding dress. You know, it's strange. I actually felt I really never would have intended to even show you those photos. And I only posted pictures on Instagram of wedding dresses that did not work out and that are very far from the actual dress I ended up choosing. Because of course, I want to have this moment where you see Probably the same color. (laughs) The dress is white. (laughs) Because there was a moment when "Mm." you were debating a black wedding dress, apparently. Well, I mean, I considered it. I I don't feel the... Like, if you want Seems like a bad vibe. That's the thing. It's hard to not feel a funeral energy from it. And, you know, someone pointed out to me that how often do we wear a little black dress to dinner or to a party or whatever? So why not wear a white dress? And it's a little bit more different for the big day. But the dress has been chosen. Yes. And okay, I never really intended to show you those photos of me. I mean, look, I know that I put them on Instagram, but I don't know. In my mind... All the people who I interact with on Instagram are like my friends. And I was sort of almost sharing them with my girlfriends almost. 
and being like, look how bad these yeah. dresses looked on me. I don't even think, I would not have taken my phone and showed you the photos. But but now you see how that logic is flawed. Right, because I put it on Instagram for all the world to see. I see <laughs> what you're saying. So speaking of breakups. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I, I have a serious question. Yes. Do you think that, I mean, I feel bad. Did that ruin it for you in any way? Our wedding? Well, the no. moment, the dress no. moment. Okay. No, because I, obviously I don't know what the dress looks like and okay. you're not going to post that, I don't think. And so I have no idea what the dress looks Part like. Part of me wants to test. I mean, don't you love when women test people? Uh, this is so toxic for a relationship. I want to see, I want to ask you what type of dress you think I'm, I would pick. You would like to set me up for failure is what you would like. No, no, what no. What you would I like is see. to set me up to fall on a... <laughs> In a pit of vipers. I want to see how well you know me, but what I'm worried, I actually think you know me really well mm -hmm. and I'm worried that you're going to come close to it and then my face won't be able to like hide the reaction or something. But if I fail miserably and it's nothing like Oh my gosh, I dress, won't be upset. I won't. You and I kind of have different tastes. I don't know if couple, most couples are like this. You actually, if you go pick something out for me, you don't pick out something bad, but you don't really pick out, like you just have different tastes than I do. That's true. You kind of like yeah. a flowy sort of Texas cowgirl type of dress. And I'm more like structured, fitted Audrey Hepburn breakfast at Tiffany's energy. So okay. we have different. Well, you're old school. You're classic Hollywood. Wow. Thank you for saying that, babe. You are. You're, you, you are Hepburn. You are. The, the difference old, is, old and now I'm going to get mad at you. If I were picking out clothes for you, I would pick out something I know you would like. <laughs> it would be golf clubs. <laughs> no, I have. That one time I bought you, I've bought you some sweaters before that are a little outside your comfort zone and you do wear them I for wear me. Them. I think you look good I'll in them. I'll try. If, and honestly, here's the thing for guys. For the most part, we're pretty easy. If you buy us something and you say, I love you in that, I think you look sexy in that, you look great in that, I'm going to wear it. Actually, you're right. I feel a little differently. Even if you told me, I think I'd wear it for you, but I still wouldn't feel great in said outfit. I would. I'm like, that's good enough. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here's another question. We haven't talked about this. Do you know what a first look is of course. at a wedding? Okay. Of course. Yeah. Should we do that? Or do you want to see me for the first no, time no, walking I don't. down the aisle? I don't want to do that. Uh, it was cute. You know, I I just flashed back to Ari and Lauren's wedding. That Which I, you officiated. I officiated for them honorably. And, and by the way, we were dating in secret at the time. That's right. And so I couldn't come to the wedding with you because no one knew we were dating yet. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Bachelor people. Well, some, yeah. some of the Bachelor producers. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you said, I officiated. And so I was with Ari and the guys beforehand and he did a first look we did a fake one first or he did a fake one first one of his buddies one of his his groomsmen put on a wedding dress yes i've seen so that they prank, did the, he to turned be around and then they did the real first look and and you know and that's for your videos and pictures and all that that's really cute so i get it i don't want that i don't need the, i don't want that moment i really want the moment when you step out and everybody enjoys it at the same time that's my opinion. I think a lot of people do it to save time on photos. Yeah. They do the first look so they can take pictures beforehand. And I totally understand that. And my little sister and her husband did a first look. And I was worried it would take the emotion away, but he was still bawling when she walked yeah. down the aisle. It was still all so emotional. But there is something, I feel the same. It's hard for me. Like I picture that moment. I actually told you that the only moment I really cared about for our wedding and why I felt like it had to be a little bit of a traditional wedding was walking down the aisle 
And I, I, I want to have that. I don't think I want to do a first look. Good. We agree. We agree. So, so we're going to take have, more time taking pictures, buddy. You have the dress. <laughs> I do. And there will not be a first look. No. Okay. And, good. I, I love that we're doing this with the world it's now. So, at least we're getting it done. <laughs> we're getting it done. Checking this off the list. I was really surprised. I cried with the dress. Twice. I did, twice. Yeah. I did not think I would. Because here's the thing, in all mm-hmm. fairness, I, I knew you liked a dress because you said, I, came, I went to a dress shop today by myself and I cried, just you and the shop attendant, mm-hmm. and you cried. And which, by the way, I'm guessing if you work at a wedding shop, I, I'm, that probably happens a lot. There's emotions. I yeah. bet that's a very interesting job to be someone who's selling wedding dresses oh my gosh, because you're maybe getting it's a very joyful job. Well, you think and then I bet it's also stressful because totally moms are involved, mother-in-laws are involved. A lot of energies step, to balance. Yeah, I bet it is a lot. My of, mom had a my mom both had a lot to say and in the moments where she was silent, a lot I was bet, said. Well, that <laughs> if you're a therapist, that might be a great job for you is selling wedding dresses because I bet you hear it oh, all. I you're doing negotiations. You know in what? There. If you sell wedding dresses. If you have some good stories, leave a message below. You, you have to have seen it. Yeah. All. Drop drop into DM the us, most dramatic please. pod ever. Comment. Yeah. Comment. I would really be interested in some of the craziest wedding dress shopping stories. You I bet there are some. You see people at their most extreme. Yeah. Well, I was surprised because, and by the way, I mean, I've said before, I'm divorced. Even when I got married the first time, I am not that person who ever, like, I just did not grow up picturing what my wedding would look like yeah. or what my dress would look like, which is kind of harder when planning it because you don't have a box you're playing in. You don't have a vision you're trying to meet and all the white dresses start to look the same at some point. And so I, especially us getting married again, I mean, I love you and all I want to do is marry you and I would marry you in our living room tomorrow. So this time around, I'm not even a first time bride and in a very good way, I'm not that concerned with everything. So I was literally telling every attendant at every store I went to. Like, I don't think I'm going to cry just so you know, like I'm not going to have the moment. I'm like, and don't think there's anything wrong, but like, that's not me. I was very like Miranda in sex in the city. Like, no, I just want to dress. And then I put this dress on and then she put the veil on me and I freaking started crying. And I was there the first time I went, I even, I was so casual about it. I went alone. My mom and sister weren't even in town yet. And I just went by myself and I was crying alone with this very sweet woman. Are you wearing a veil? I mean, did you, TBD. Just drop, did you just drop that nugget? No, I'm just, she put a veil on me. Okay. It just felt like the moment. Okay. That's another thing. I don't know if. I'm not going to tell you any more details. Well, just tell everybody I'm gonna, else. I'm just going to put it on just Instagram. Tell, yeah, exactly. And if you want to see it there, please follow me at Lauren Zima, Chris Harrison. There is. Remember when you followed me on Twitter when we were dating, we realized yeah. you weren't following me on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it was a while. It was a long. We were dating a, like No, we years. had already said, I love you. We've been dating for two years. And, and then I realized he wasn't following me on Twitter. I'm yeah. like, this is so weird. Are you really dating if you're not following someone on social media? It kind of shows you how relevant Twitter is. <laughs> yes. Um, Speaking of, this is a, there's really no Wait, simple. Wait, do you know what you're wearing on the wedding day? Yeah, I'll wear a tux. But do you know which one? Are you going to get a new one? You have a couple in your closet um, from I'm a gonna, job you used to do. <laughs> yeah, I do have a few tuxedos. I'll probably get a new one. Really? Yeah. I thought you had this one tux you loved so much. I did, but this is a story that nobody cares about. There is a there is a tuxedo, and uh, Carrie Fetman who I love and adore. He's one of our dear friends. Uh, he was the clothier at uh, on The Bachelor. Longtime stylist of yes, The Bachelor franchise. Stylist. And the nicest, funniest, most The one and only human. style. Actually, it's not true. We've had two stylists, believe it or not. 
I don't remember her name. There was a stylist on season one. It was just not. And a, then Carrie arrived. It was a disaster. Okay. And I didn't know. I was new to network TV. And so I didn't know. I just show up and someone gave me some really bad clothes. I look like, I look like, you know, I don't know. It was something out of the 80s or 90s. Very puffy, very well, baggy. Well, in those early days, it was just early 2000s yeah. fashion. So, anyway, so Carrie arrives. I, and I, I mentioned something about, can I buy some different clothes or get, they said, you can do whatever. You're the host. You can like hire whoever you want. I, I didn't actually hire Carrie. Somebody else brought him in. Wonderful. Turned out to be the greatest thing in the world. And we have been dear friends ever since. He's dressed all the bachelorettes and everybody. Anyway, so he, we have a, this amazing Dolce & Gabbana tux. And I, I told him, he's the only one that knows this. I said, I want to be buried in this tuxedo. It's like- Oh, buried, not married. <laughs> and married. But I loved it so much. I said, this is, this is it. This is the suit I want to just rest in forever. And we lost it. Wait, what? We lost it. How do you lose a tuxedo? We lost half of it. We don't know where. We took it to the what? cleaners or something. We lost it. And we called Dolce. We we tried to recreate this. It cannot be done. Oh, honey, I'm just learning this. Heartbreaking. Is this upsetting? You loved that. Oh, it almost broke Carrie and I up. We oh. we to this day, it's our When did this happen? I'm just learning about years this. Years ago. I wore this thing on all the Miss Americas. I had this is oh if I was in a tux, God. this was the tux I was wearing. It was a dream. Well, it's time to get a new time one. Time to get a new one. New memories. My little sister's wedding dress just got stolen. I heard that. Yes. You told me that. That is bizarre. We brought it to a cleaners and they had had someone, I guess they bring in a person to specially clean the wedding dresses and it was in this person's car and along with a couple of other dresses and they all got stolen. Now, did you guys know that that was a thing? Because I, I said to Lauren, who would steal a wedding dress? And you well, said- they're reselling them, of You course. said, yeah, I guess it happens a lot because you resell those. It happened to Claire Crawley. We talked about it. Bad mojo. I mean, I, you're not getting good karma in the world no. if you're stealing people's wedding dresses. You are doomed and cursed in love the rest I, of your I, life. It's like the the- it's like the marriage version of what is it? Seven years of bad sex. If you break a mirror, if you steal a wedding dress, you're never going to have a happy marriage. Do you think that's what happened to Kevin Costner and his wife? Transition. <laughs> okay. Our first dramatic headline of the week, Kevin Costner. This was shocking news to me. Was yeah. it shocking to you? It is announced that Kevin Costner and his wife of 18 years yeah. are getting divorced. We had just seen them not long ago. It was kind of a bizarre video, but remember there was an awards show he was supposed to be at. Might've been the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. And he sent in this video and he said him and his wife were like um, stuck because it was flooding in Santa Barbara and so they couldn't get to the awards show. And everyone was kind of like, do you have a helicopter or Kevin Costner? Um, <laughs> but I mean, they were just together in that video not long ago. So I, the thing is, I guess they're pretty private. There weren't all these signs or whatever that they were splitting up, but I found it shocking. 18 years, 18 years. Uh, Christine is her name. I don't know. You know, I don't recall really knowing much about Kevin Costner, hearing much about his life. Which I kind he's, of admire that yeah, he keeps it so close to the He's always one best. of those people where you hear about him, you see him, you don't really see the rest of his life. Seems like a pretty private guy. So I don't know anything. There's all kinds of rumors floating around, what have you. But after 18 years, it's interesting to me. Someone brought up you know, the question after 15 to 20 years. I think people wonder why couldn't they yeah. make it work at that point? Yeah, what made goes it that, wrong at that point? And I guess this hit close to home because th this is when we got divorced. Mm -hmm. my, my first marriage, we were like 17, 18 years into it. And that's when mm -hmm. we got divorced. And I don't think they went through the same things. Ours was you get married young, you have kids, 
you grow, you grow differently, you change and you kind of grow apart. And, you know, then you kind of muddle through several years before you realize we're just roommates and this isn't happening. What did they do for 18 years? I I don't know if it was the same kind of cause and effect, but I get it after Mm -hmm. that long of a time. It seems to me, you tell me, but it seems like kids make a big difference in a situation like this. And they did have kids, but I would imagine that when you have kids with someone, like I did not have kids for my first Mm -hmm. marriage. I would imagine when you have kids, it would probably prolong a relationship that wouldn't be great just on its own in the relationship because you have the kids, you're staying together for the kids and you find joy together in the kids too. I'm not saying it's all bad. Yeah, there's that commonality and you find joy in those moments for sure. Um, But when that ends or it starts to be less and less as the kids get older. I have to say, I actually have this question less about Uh, like an 18, 20 year marriage. I more so wonder what went wrong when someone's like seven or eight years in. Then I think to myself, okay, I'm confused. Like you were together long enough that it seemed like you were committing, but then you kind of pulled out and didn't commit. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's more of my question mark moment when you hear about people together less, somewhere between five to 10 years and then they break up. I know relationships look, and I know this isn't the most revelatory sentence, but they're, they're all difficult and they're so different. There is no relationship is the same. And so whatever you're going through, you just don't know whether it's family stuff, work, stress, cheating, you know, who knows? Well, you know, an astrologist told me, have I ever talked about this with the astrologist told me about us? <laughs> I can't remember. What? Well, I had our star charts read. Okay. And an astrologist told me that if we are together for seven years, we're together forever. Oh boy. Well, we're, 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 we're only on we're five. Hon- we're honing in on that though. We're closing in. Babe, we got two more years. That's not nothing. I, I thought if on the we, one hand it's a long time, on the other hand it could fly by, but we got two more years. I thought, I thought it would be the bond before God where we said till death do us part that would make it last, but no. Apparently there's a woman that we don't know. I know her. She's my astrologist. <laughs> <laughs> is now dictating <laughs> that we're gonna be I mean, together. She's not dictating it, she's reading reading the stars. The stars. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> got it. And I will tell everybody, I she did tell me that our wedding date was not a great date for us to get married on. She said the stars aren't aren't aligned on great. it. So we're she, doomed from the stars. She's we're doomed from the star. <laughs> from the, she, she said we should get legally married a few days before, just to be safe. What did you think about Peter Weber and Kelly Flanagan? You seem to be really blown past my astrology stuff. You don't want to. <laughs> I just. Get into it. What'd you think of Peter and he Kelly? He humors me on this. Okay, Peter up. Weber and Kelly Flanagan breaking up. I, I was sorry again. to hear. I, I was sorry to hear this news. Mm-hmm. Tell um, me why. I, I don't know. I just I like them both. Same. Um, I really like Peter and I really like Kelly. And I know you keep in touch with Kelly too. And um We hung out with them. Um yeah. was that in the pandemic? They came over to your oh, house yeah. at one point. Yeah, that's right. They to did the house and we we all we hung out on the deck because Peter's parents live very close to where yeah. we used to I live. Forgot, in I actually California. forgot about that. Yeah, they came up and sat we sat it out by the fire when pit. They and got first got back together or together, I can't remember. I but. think it's when they got back together and nobody knew, and so they come out and hang in our backyard where nobody would find out. Um, but that is um yeah, it was, you know, again, just kind of like the Kevin Costner thing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I have no idea what happened nor do I care to. That's their business. I was just sad that, you know, 
the chances of getting back together, and we'll talk about that, getting back with your ex and giving it another run. You're never a big fan of that. It typically doesn't you work out. You always say people broke up for a reason. And by the way, I'm not saying I told you so or anything like that. It's just, I only know because I've made these mistakes. I've tripped over these hurdles I'm talking about. Well, as you're saying that out loud, I'm honestly racking my brain trying to think, who do I know who got back with an ex right. and it worked out? Yeah. And I can't think of anybody. It doesn't usually work out. There's got to be some examples out there, but I can't think of anybody. And look, I do think Peter and Kelly, and we, re, I adore them both. I do. They're, I think they're both great people. I get the sense from from them, just from only from what I know, that I think they have this connection. You know, when you have a connection in a relationship, and like, but really, there are just some logistics and some personality issues in the way, and then you you like come back to each other. And again, you have that chemistry, but it's just not going to work out in the long run. I always just say, just be careful because you will quickly forget the bad things and remember the good things. I mean, they were together a, a, a yeah. good amount of time on this circle back that we had. Yeah. It's a circle back, you know, it's a bring it up in your inbox. It's a reply all it's a BCC. <laughs> Can we work our, it out? Our best of both. We, we love them both. And, uh, and wish them both the best. I've got to think of somebody. There's got to be somebody. I know. I'm racking know. my brain too. I, I don't know anybody. I don't know any reruns. <laughs> Only new material. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. 
keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The rider strike. Yes. We're, we are obviously uh, involved in this whole Hollywood world, although we escaped it, thankfully, with our lives and our souls still intact. Uh, God, being I here in so. Austin, Texas. I'll have to but, ask the astrologer. Um, back in the <laughs> old uh, city of angels, what's left of it, there is a writer's strike in Hollywood. And, and it I, is crushing the industry right now. But I couldn't support the writers more. I think that... Everything they are asking for is reasonable. Mm -hmm. I understand all the points that they're making. If you have not heard about this, I mean, it's been all over on every major news network. And um, basically, these writers had put off their negotiations. They were up for negotiating new contracts. And they had, I think, graciously said, okay, because of the pandemic, we'll hold off. So now they're a couple years late to getting these demands met that they have, which are very reasonable demands. And the basic of it is that the streaming industry has completely changed Hollywood, completely changed the structure on which writers are trained and paid and how they move up. And they want to get that fixed so that they can make a living and um, move up in their industry in a with a clear kind of ladder of how to climb. And um, I mean, they want to ask about stuff, which again, I think is like one thing that they said the studios wouldn't talk to them about was AI because they wanted to address, are you going to start using artificial intelligence to write scripts? And uh, if so, are we, and the answer yeah, is, yeah, if they don't want to, if they don't want to talk about it, they are. And God, I can't even picture that. Like the Can soul- a studio save $5? Then they're going right. to do that. I mean, the soullessness of a computer writing like a romantic movie yeah. just makes me sad. But the the, <sighs> the industry has changed at a at an insane pace. And I'll defend the, you know You're playing devil's advocate well, here? No, no, not devil's advocate, but you know, both sides. It's changed immensely for both sides. And it's changing so fast. Every day, as you know, you and I are in this business. It's going quickly. I'm exhausted. But <laughs> you're right. The writers are these like bastard stepkids who have been left behind. Which is nonsensical because- They are the gold behind every show, movie you love. And they right. have been left behind in the dust and been treated like they are part-time nothing. And they're all they're saying is, hey, we're not part-time workers. We're not nothing. We deserve a, a little piece of this. They don't even want a huge piece. Like just, you got to remember us here. So yeah, they, they've been left behind in the dust and it's not okay. Well, and I think it's hard when, you know, the CEOs of some of these companies are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year, one person. And I, I somebody pointed out, it might have been one of the representatives of the Writers Guild that years ago in Hollywood, in the good old days, that the heads of C, of studios were people who really cared about what the vibe of the studio was and what the studio was known for, what movies and, you know, what energy it had, what art it mm-hmm. put out. And now CEOs of studios are like business people and 
that's how they treat it. And the heart and the art is lost. You told me a great story. And this, this is kind of, this encapsulates the whole thing. I was a huge fan of the show Bear um, about the chef. Yes. And, the, and, and I told you a story from a story I had heard on um, our friend Matt Bellany's podcast, yeah, The Town. The great Town. Podcast. He, does a good, he does a great job. And he's, he is, and by the way, if you, if you want to get more into this Hollywood and he does it on a much more serious uh, Hollywood level, um, Matt does a good job on The Town. But you told me the story about the writer on The Bear, which was critically acclaimed. It was phenomenal. Got great ratings. But this is what happened to the writer. There was a, apparently, again, a story of a story, but a writer went to the Writers Guild Awards. The Bear is a very awarded show. And he said he like couldn't even afford a suit to go because he was so, he was being paid so little. And I mean, think about, you know, what do we remember about movies and TV shows? The lines, the quotable of lines. Of course. We're nothing without the writers. So they have my full support. Um, yes, them striking means Hollywood's going to come to a screeching halt and unfortunately money's going to be lost. But as the Writers Guild says, you know, these studios didn't have to make it come to a screeching right. halt and they're crippling their own industry because they won't give in on what we think are reasonable. If demands. you don't think this doesn't affect you, maybe you haven't felt it yet, but even as just a casual viewer, it'll start to affect you because yeah, we're heading into summer and then, you know, you're, you're not going to have any new cool stuff to stream Next fall, you're not going to have new shows because the ripple effect will land you into next year, next fall. So it it will be hitting all of us soon to losing our content. You're going to see a lot more reality TV. That's mm. what happens. A lot of the studios will start buying more reality. And you also have situations. And this came up with all the late night shows, all mm. your favorite late night shows. If you actually are anybody who watches those, um, does anyone? No, some no, people do. But the late night shows few. are the first to stop down because they're yeah. nightly, almost news programs, but they do have writers. Yeah. And so they've got no you know, programs to bank. Saturday they do a new Night show Live. Every day. Yeah. You need writers. So Jimmy Fallon. Well, let's talk about Jimmy Fallon because he was on the red carpet at the Met Gala mm -hmm. and he gave an interview to Variety, to Mark Malkin at Variety, where he said, I support the writers. In fact, I'm in the Writers Guild myself. And then someone who works at The Tonight Show put him on blast on Twitter and said, you weren't even accused him of allegedly not being at the meeting where they told the writers, you know, what was going to happen next and, and said he should be paying them. Um, he wasn't at the meeting where they told the writers they're not going to get paid and that nobody's getting paid. So what do you think? Cause you've, you've obviously been in that position. Well, we both have, you're the host of a show. Yeah. It's, are you as the host of the show and, and his is, it's different being the host of say dancing with the stars survivor idol or whatever well, his Bachelor. name's on that show that's what it's i mean nice your show, name jimmy is Fallon. on the billboard mm -hmm. it is your show so those guys they have ownership you know jimmy yeah. kimmel they have ownership of those shows and they are as you said these like ceos they are making tens of millions hundreds of millions of dollars are they culpable are they responsible for everybody or is it just the right thing to do um, I'll be honest. I think the right thing to do is to pay people for a little bit. I mean, I don't expect any one person to take on an entire staff of people's paychecks for an unending amount of time. But I remember reading a great story about the last writer's strike. Mm -hmm. The last big one was in um, 2008. And Greg Daniels, who is uh, the guy behind the office, gave all of his writers um you know, certain amounts of money to right. to help them through. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a stipend. You know, it. I don't know. I'm guessing there are hundreds of employees at the at 
a show like Fallon or mm-hmm. Kimmel. I mean, I've been there. I've been, I've done Kimmel probably half, you know, a dozen times. Yeah, there are hundreds of people from security to craft services to hair and makeup to wardrobe to producers to directors. That's what's lighting, hard is with the writer camera. strike, everybody like, gets shut when down. When you think of writers, you're like, okay, these writers, but they are shutting everything down. And so when you're talking about a nightly show, that is everybody losing their jobs. And that that's huge. And so that is it's what you have to do to make a statement, but at the same time, you're no one's going to get through this unscathed. People are going to be hurt. So it is a difficult time. And uh, I know these these shows are going to have to, you know, make those very tough calls. I I don't here's I don't love that she put Jimmy on blast. Mm. I think maybe she could have tried to handle this in-house first to go immediately day one to put him on blast on social media. I think it's just such a thing to do now. Like I'm going to be the first guy to first person to call him out mm-hmm. and make, cause from what I hear about Fallon, I don't know him. I've heard he's a good guy. I hear, you know, I'm sure he wants to do what's right to put him on blast immediately. Why not run it up the chain and say, Hey, Jimmy, well, not, she might've, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she did. I maybe but I agree yeah. with you that that's the right first move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know, maybe he had plans to pay people and we don't know about yeah. it. I mean, but I bet he does now. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. 
keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Talking sex. Well. With Ben Affleck and Brad Pitt. Right. Gwyneth Paltrow talking sex, nothing new. But she got into some specific details on the Call Her Daddy podcast. I was surprised by how open Gwyneth was. She really... um, uh, not even the word open, revealing she was. She talked about how Ben Affleck and Brad Pitt both were in bed. She played the game F. Mary Kill with Brad and Ben and her ex-husband, Chris Martin. Um, she got into it. I was surprised that she was so, she shared so much. What is your F. Mary Kill with Ben, Brad, and Chris Martin? Oh, wow. Uh, I love that you're asking me this as my future husband. <laughs> What's yours? You go um, and then I'll answer. I would, let's see, that's a good question. I would probably marry, let's see, marry Chris Martin, Coldplay, just seems steady, you know? You don't think Brad Pitt's got a good career going? I think he does, but I don't know if he's a steady, <laughs> I think I think probably you're going to F Brad Pitt. Oh, you mean as a person, you think Chris Martin's more like even? Yeah, he's just even, What easy. is it, the, the beanies and the t-shirts yeah, that make yeah, you feel just, like he's yeah, just, just a constant? Yeah, okay. he's constant. Okay. Ben's got problems. We all know Ben's got his issues. Ben's got some ups and downs yeah. going on. Yeah. But apparently Ben is the better in bed. That's what Gwyneth well, went Gwyneth on to say. Gwyneth said she had more of a chemistry with Brad, but that Ben Affleck was anti-quote. Yeah, say it. Technically Excellent. excellent. By the way, just that's a, that's what a great thing to just have out there in the ether. You know, it's quite a compliment. It is quite a compliment that he's technically excellent. Well, what she did well was she didn't sounds like a on- gymnast routine. <laughs> Her dismount was incredible. Nine point seven. It reminds me of that scene in Friends where Monica's explaining to Chandler how to please a woman, yeah. and she draws a diagram with seven. numbers, and she's like seven, a three, two, four, <laughs> seven, seven, seven. Um, I. I think she didn't throw anybody under the bus, which was good. Yeah, she was good about, you know. Now, I will say, when you're playing F. Mary Kill with the father of your children as yeah. one of the people, I mean, you can't, obviously you can't kill him. He's the father of your kids. You need him around. <laughs> it's a bad look. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. So we knew she, I don't know how you don't say you're going to marry again, you know, Chris Martin in that situation. But I will say personally, I would actually, I'm going to go marry Brad. God, I don't want to, I don't want to F Ben, but I don't want to F Chris Martin either. Huh. Okay, great. We'll stop there. Yeah. Um, but you know, Brad, I mean, good looking guy, suave, great career. When, when, what's artist. your favorite Brad Pitt? Oh, great question. Is it Thelma and Louise? Is it no, uh, River young, Runs man. Through It? Is mm. it Benjamin Button? What? Nobody's it, favorite Brad Pitt is the curious the, case of Benjamin is Button. It, uh, Isn't he like an aging child in that movie? Yeah, but at some point through That's there. That's nobody's favorite Brad Okay, Pitt. is it, um, what was the death movie that I can't think of? Off the top oh, Meet Joe Black. Is it Meet Joe Black? Interview of the Vampire, yeah. Troy. 
we could go on. My favorite Brad Pitt is probably, or Oceans. I was going to say. Adult. It's tough because I like him with the long hair, but I think he's doing some of his best acting and he's so charismatic in the Oceans movies. He's always eating in those movies. That's his acting thing. He's always eating. It is. He he and Clooney. I mean, you can't beat their I know. I know. Okay. Let me give, I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you out of the Oceans cast and it's Ben Affleck's friend. F. Mary Kill, the Oceans 11 movie, Triumphant. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon. Hmm. Clooney. Clooney. I'm gonna marry I'm, I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry Clooney. Okay. Um we have a place in Italy. He just smart seen, you know house in Lake Como. A lot of the Nespresso coffee. He's got the Nespresso yeah. money. He's got okay. the Nespresso money. I like money. where your head's at. Um is it do you find that odd that those guys do the like Nespresso must have some serious coin? Well, they've been doing it a long time. Get, back in the made, day. Like Andy Garcia and Clooney and all those guys doing Danny those DeVito. commercials. Back yeah. in the day it was that it was smart as an actor to do commercials overseas yeah, because they, you didn't those get things are people burnt out on you in America. That's true. Okay, answer the question. Um and then you know, I'll probably stick with Brad Pitt in bed. We're killing. You're gonna kill Matt Damon. I know. He has multiple children. He's given children. us so much too. He's given us, you know. The so Bourne movies, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Do you think we'd wow. still have it though? Don't you think we'd have half a Goodwill Hunting with Ben Affleck? Because they wrote it together. I can't believe you killed Matt Damon. Who? That's a tough you one. Kill somebody. You, yeah, you can't kill George Clooney. He's a I'm national gonna, treasure. I'm going to totally change it up in that situation. I'm going to kill Brad. How dare you? With those three, I would marry Matt. I think he's a good family man. Yeah. And he's a good husband. I could see you making love to uh, Clooney. That seems like a... I'd probably that's, right, that's in your wheelhouse. I mean, he's a very classic, yeah. you know, Hollywood icon. He's one of those it guys, those guys that just have it, that it factor when they walk in a room. I remember I was at the uh the Globes one year and everyone the cool thing about the Globes, everyone goes to the same party. Mm-hmm. And he walked in and it was just as you want your George Clooney. Sure. Kind of the, his tux was just kind of his bow tie was kind of open at that point. He had like a glass of bourbon or whiskey, whatever. Wow, you remember a lot of details about this. And well, he came up and he Saddled up at the bar right next to me. Wow. And I was just thinking, you could just tell he was in the room. Everybody knew he was in the room. Well, we're not even talking about the most important point of this Gwyneth Paltrow story. What's that? Which is that in this article, they quote, yeah. <laughs> that Gwyneth Paltrow spoke about her Bounce co-star, Ben Affleck. And weren't you in the movie Bounce? I was. Should, <laughs> they should have said, when Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck co-starred in the movie Bounce with Chris Harrison. I was wow. in the, I was in the movie Bounce. This was my big Hollywood debut. Was this before The Bachelor? This is before The Bachelor. Wow. So I was already in LA. I was working at the Horse Racing Network. I think I was doing HGTV Designers Challenge at the time, and I would go on these auditions typically for reporter, you know, because I did local news in Oklahoma City and You're I just was just auditioning for Yeah, I would do auditions yourself. and I was so green. I knew nothing of the business. So they needed a reporter, CNN reporter. So we went to the CNN building. And if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, bounces about a plane crash. And there was this really pivotal emotional scene at the end of the movie towards the end when Ben Affleck has this kind of come to Jesus moment and he's watching my news report. What wow. I didn't realize at the time was when it's a Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow movie, if you are possibly in a scene with them, guess who they're going to show? Your your face isn't even on the screen? My Well, technically it is, but it's in a reflection oh. in the painting of the picture behind Ben Affleck. Oh. So you can, I was a little crestfallen. This, oh. by the way, I thought I was in the movie. So I, this is 
before I, I told everybody. <laughs> I told everybody, my family. I told everyone I used to work with back in Oklahoma. I have made it big. I'm in Hollywood and I am a, I'm a movie star. And when I saw, when I went to the premiere and I was like, oh man. Well, at least they invited you to the premiere. I did go to the premiere and Ben and, and Gwyneth were there. Thank you for spoiling the 2000 film Bounce. Okay. <laughs> um, next up, we're going to get into this um, Heather Ray Young yeah. private jet situation. So yeah. Heather Ray Young, the headlines are slammed for detailing Sun's first flight on private jet Apparently, people saying she was tone deaf because she spoke about bringing her three-month-old son on his first flight, talking about how he did a good job and how she breastfed him to, like, help with the flying, you know, the pressure in the plane and all that. And I guess people were commenting and saying that it was tone deaf of her because most moms obviously can't fly private. I actually saw this, Mm -hmm. which... I, I didn't know much about Heather Ray Young, but I, I found this very interesting how up in arms everybody was. I have interviewed her and Tarek before. They're both lovely people. And I am coming to her defense on this. I was bothered by this because she didn't say, oh, you know, such an easy flight. Like she, what she said was she was just explaining what she did to help with the pressure in his little ears and just kind of detailing a, a, it was his first a hack flight. on that. Right. I, I agree that she wasn't saying what an easy travel experience navigating the airport and all that. She was literally talking about what it's like to have an infant baby in an airplane going through the air, like with this pressure. kind of pissed me off. It did. Yeah. This really kind of pissed me off. Okay. Um, number one, I'll, I'll back her up. The breastfeeding to pop the baby's ears and to keep the pressure. Been there, done that. And you're right. Because there's nothing worse than when you take off, baby's crying. I mean, they lose it. It is a special kind of cry. So You are f- constantly breastfeeding. <laughs> I am constantly breastfeeding. Uh, I am the town wet nurse. Um, anyway, so kudos to you uh, on, on the tip. But when everybody got so up in arms, she didn't say, like you said, she wasn't saying, how tough it is to fly. Mm-hmm. She wasn't saying anything about that. All she was doing was just trying to share what she does all the time. That's her thing, her lifestyle, to share that this was baby's first flight. I don't care that she had nannies. I don't care. By the way, I would do the same thing. If I was able to fly private all the time and have nannies with my kids and help and 50 people and a chef and, and a masseuse, you don't think I would? <laughs> you would too. You hypocrites, you would too. If I had Southwest Airlines over here and you have C-24 or there's this- Well, sure, but nobody's saying that they- Or this beautiful jet, you wouldn't be on that jet? Well, nobody's saying they wouldn't take it. They were What people were upset about is they were saying it's tone deaf to like share that and to act like you kind of went through this struggle. But to me, what was important was that it wasn't this specific, like she wasn't specifically saying, oh, he was so great going through the airport and we had such an easy time. She was just talking about a baby in the pressure of an airplane, literally. Tone deaf. I mean, come on. I don't think, you know, I read something from like Kate Blanchett about her last movie coming out and she said, that she doesn't think it's possible today, I'm not directly quoting her, but yeah. to put anything out there without it getting critiqued. I agree. I, I think today, if you're going to put anything out there, I mean, I, in by the way, circling back on the wedding dress stuff, somebody messaged me and said, you should realize you're coming from such a place of privilege by getting married and you should show some humility and stop talking about the wedding. And I was like, no. I mean, well, I didn't, I really didn't think Stop I was talking Stop following about- me. If you don't want to hear about 
the wedding. Stop following. Well, I just didn't, I really, I, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really think I was talking about it that much. And I was kind of laughing about it, showing photos of myself looking pretty crappy in some of these wedding dresses, actually. Um, and I was just uh, sort of sharing. So it's such a, it's such a double-edged sword, social media. You can really connect with people, but you ha you have to know you're going to get some. Yes, you're right. You're, there's nothing you're going to put out there in the world that isn't going to be critiqued and, and taken down and, and shot down. So I got her back. By the way, Heather and Tarek. Mm -hmm. Both going to join us on the show coming up. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. I did not know we'd booked that. <laughs> we did. We, <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll talk about this. I'm going to talk to her about this. And I just, I'm, cause I'm curious if she felt defensive about it. If she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Or if she was no, like. She, she kind of, I think she lets it roll off her back. But like, what I'm interested in is how much she's sharing of this stuff. Like, are there things yeah. that you, that you don't share because you feel like this is, you know you just don't want to deal with it or, or do you kind of keep sharing everything and just accept the criticism? Yeah. Well, well good for you. And by the way, if you can fly private, do it. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who just left the airport, Hey, I wish I had had the private plane. <laughs> I will take it. Uh, all right. Well, we figured out a lot of wedding stuff here today. We did. Uh, I did. I, le I learned a lot. Thank, thank you guys for, letting me have this podcast so I can find out what's going on with my wedding and, and with my fiance, who I love and adore. Yeah. By the way, we're not doing invitations. And the bottom line is, well, there, <laughs> there's another note. Okay, there's, I'm, I'm just checking these things off as we go. You know the what? The astrologist said not to. I don't care. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just excited to marry you. I, well, thanks, babe. I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl ready to marry her. That's a shout out to our writers, Notting Hill. Yes, I actually, one of the writers had that on the sign. She said, I'm just a girl standing in front of a studio asking them to pay her. There you go. There you go. One of the best written films of all time. That's the note we'll leave you on. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So yeah. the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle.
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.